everyone to episode 12 of the Power Chats podcast. My name is Christine Martindale, Corporate Communications Specialist and your host of this podcast. Mitsubishi Power Americas has entered into the podcast arena and I'm so excited to be bringing you stimulating interviews, news, and on-the-go info that takes place right here on this platform. The Power Chats podcast has been created to spotlight Mitsubishi Power Americas and provide informative content to our employees. Let us welcome my guest for episode 12, President and CEO of Mitsubishi Power Americas, Bill Newsom. Hi, Bill. Thank you so much for taking time today to be on the podcast. Hi, Christine. I have been a huge fan of the podcast, so I am honored to be one of your guests. So I'm glad to be oh, here. I'm Thank you for I, having oh, me. Oh, I appreciate that very much. I know we, we lead very busy lives here at Mitsubishi Power, yeah. so I'm really glad we're able to connect today. Absolutely. So. So before we get into our conversation about Employee Appreciation Day, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what roles you have held at Mitsubishi Power before becoming president and CEO in 2021? Sure. I April will be 20 years for me here. So congratulations. I'm, thank you. Um, I have I started in uh, April 2004 in our service organization. And I was a service sales manager working on selling steam turbine upgrades for Westinghouse machines. And uh, I did that and grew my career in the service organization over a six-year span and was running the uh, commercial business on, on our service side. And then um, prior to being at, at Mitsubishi, I was at Calpine um, up in Boston for about three and a half years. And, um, and then before that, I was at Westinghouse, a steam turbine design engineer. So coming, I left Orlando to go to Boston and work for Calpine. And then um, after three and a half years, we were supposed to come back to Florida uh, with Calpine, but they were having some financial troubles. And, um, and Calpine, wanted me, they were shutting, they shut the Tampa office, they are gonna shut the Boston office, and they said, hey, um, can you move to Folsom? And I came home to tell my wife, Angie, um, how would you like to move to Folsom, California? And she said, well, all I know is some Johnny Cash song about a prison in Folsom. <laughs> and so that was not in the, in the cards. So a buddy of mine, Rick Inskeep, uh, was running our service business, and we talked, and that was how I came to, to Mitsubishi. Um, so the reason I say that is because I'd spent six years in a service and, um, and then the, the John Adams was running the commercial uh, sales and commercial business and project execution for our new equipment and he left to go to Calpine and Hasegawa asked me if I would come up and run the, the new equipment business. So I did that and um, we started NGS and project execution. and. And, um, and so I've been in my role now for a little over two years. It's hard to believe wow. how fast time flies. Oh, absolutely. God, I've been here just about almost a year and a half, and I can't believe that. So yeah. I understand how fast time goes. <laughs> um, I'd like to ask this next question to all my guests. So what fun activities do you like to do outside work, or what are your interests? Mm, that's a good one. You know, my passion is golf. And uh, I, I like to play uh, golf with, with customers and, and um, you know, friends and team. 
I think you can always, one thing that's great about golf is you can always kind of judge a person's character you're playing with because you're spending four or five hours with them. Sure. If they're cheating or they're throwing clubs or have a temper, you, um, you can kind of get to know that uh, before you start negotiating a contract with them maybe. Um, so I enjoy doing that. Um, but one of the things, I've got two daughters, a 23-year-old and a 20-year-old, almost 22, a 21. And um, they now come home from college and we've been playing a little bit of pickleball. So all four, my wife and my two daughters and I get out and play a little pickleball as well. Oh, so. I hear that's a popular sport. I know. It's oh. crazy. Oh. That's, that's great. Um, so for our listeners today, uh, this podcast episode is on National Employee Appreciation Day. Mm -hmm. It falls on the first Friday of March each year. It's a time to express gratitude, show appreciation, and foster a positive work environment. My first question for you is, can you share a little bit about your journey as a CEO and how employee appreciation has played a role in your leadership style? I know you and I have talked previously mm -hmm. about servant leadership, but yes. I wanted to get your take. I definitely feel I'm a servant leader. You know, I, I, I feel that, you know, uh, really the people and the team is the most important aspect. And, and, and I know that uh, with Mitsubishi Heavy, 140 years of business, and, and we're really thought of as a technology company. You know, we do R&D and develop a product and uh, continually uh, trying to improve that product. So we're really thought of a, as a technology company. Um, but it's, it's really the people that have developed that technology, and it's the people that are serving our customers. So. Uh, I think that's really the most important aspect is, is, you know, me, I feel like it's my job to make sure I'm leading the team uh, the right way, serving them and, and helping them do their jobs better so that we can serve our customers better. And, and so again, it's kind of servant times too. Sure. So. You know, I, you know, leadership is about, you know, like you said, people. Management is about things. Leadership is about being. Management is about doing. Mm, so to yeah. your point, you know, we're, we are a people business. We serve right. our customers. We make sure our employees are happy. And I just love that. In uh, your perspective, why is employee appreciation extra important in today's world? Well, that's a... Uh interesting question and, and, and it's a tough one right now because um, unemployment rates are so low under four percent in the United States and I read a recent fact um, that there's three jobs for every working American right now so it's very easy for folks to kind of move from job to job to job and so um, really it's important that we have the right culture and environment um, so that our team wants to be here. And, and that's why I'm so proud of the fact that uh, we've come up with six core values and, and we're using those in our day-to-day -day work environment, uh, how we make decisions, how we hire people. Um, and, and so that gives a, an environment where everyone feels comfortable, safe, um, you know, challenged. They, the expectations are known and we're, um, how we behave and act is, uh, we, we, we know how to act that way and, and what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. So I think having that really strong culture is important. I've read so many 
case studies of, of companies that have such good products, such good talent and people, but they don't have a good culture and the, the companies fail. So if we have a strong culture, granted, we have to meet our KPIs. It's both of those aspects. We have to meet our business objectives and deliver for our customers uh, and meet our promises uh, and our KPIs. But that culture is what allows us to meet those KPIs and deliver for our customers. So it's a really the symbiotic of both of those two things. No, sure. You know, you mentioned the values and you mentioned culture. You know, we do have a great culture. You know, um, you know, we, have, we do the chili cook-offs, right? right? right. And, and that is such a hit every well, year. And more locations are, are Orlando and Savannah and Pittsburgh, Houston. We've all joined in on doing the chili cook-offs. Uh, we just finished celebrating Engineering Week, right. uh, where we've had challenges with competitions, and people really get into it, and people love the culture. So I, I so agree with all of that. Um, you know, the theme for this past Engineers Week was Welcome to the Future, was the theme was, um, and people were nominated by their peers, um, and we asked them to talk about a time where they displayed courage mm -hmm. and that was one of our values is mm -hmm. courage so people really really embrace that right. and so i think that's great um, and you know and when an employee receives appreciation they are most likely to express gratitude to another uh, co-worker and um, it just kind of comes yeah. full circle Pay, paying it forward absolutely right? absolutely yeah so what lessons have you learned along the way that may be valuable for other leaders looking to enhance employee appreciation within their teams? You know, I, I feel there are four keys to being a servant leader or a good, uh, uh, grow your leadership. Um, and the first one is being self-aware. So you need to know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And, and not overuse your strengths and, and then uh, number two is to have a plan to address your constraints. So if, if I'm not good at holding people accountable, then I need to have um, a plan to improve on that. Um, third thing is just being open and seeking feedback. You know, one of the things we're doing as a company is making sure that feedback is part of our culture, giving and receiving feedback, having the courage to give feedback and having the courage to accept that feedback and do something about it is really how you're gonna grow. And, and then the fourth key is really continual learning. So picking up a book, reading about leadership or uh, going to a seminar or a continuing education, um, uh, talking with other folks about how how they get things done, you know, um, different business units, and and so I'm, I think those are the really the four keys that I've learned throughout my thirty plus years of uh, experience that um, I think that can be used in in any facet of life, but also in in improving as a servant leader. Yeah, absolutely, you talked about like self self aware. Um, you know, your strengths and weaknesses. When you talked about open and seeking feedback, you know, it's listening, right? Listening, listening to your people. Right. And when that leads to trust, and, you, and they trust you, and then that leads to better productivity. So it really just comes right. full circle. And right. when you said continuing learning, embracing a learning mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important thing, reading right. books and 
Um, I know you like that one book, The Advantage. The Advantage, yes. Um, in fact, I have it. Good, so, good. Um, I, um, you know, I'm always eager to learn, and I know uh, our employees uh, value that too. So Absolutely. And, and just to touch on the listening part, I totally agree. I think as leaders, um, the, one of the most important tools to use is your ears. You know, we think about communication, and a lot of times we think about communication as talking, but really, um, the, one of the most important parts of communication is listening, and everyone just wants to be heard. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we've always heard about the seven-second doctor, right? You, you get into the doctor's office and that you, you say what's ailing you, and within seven seconds they're already writing you a, a script for what, what they think is your problem. And, um, and so, really, I think it's a matter of uh, sitting back, listening. I've been doing a lot of, um, I've been on a listening tour since I took over. Okay. And so I'll go and, um, and have uh, town hall sessions and I'll listen to our team, what, uh, what's working, what's not working. And, and then we'll, we'll take those uh, issues and our leadership team uh, makes improvements on that. So um, I hope, uh, I continue. I will continue to have more uh, listening opportunities with our team. Yeah, all very important qualities. You know, I, I always remember at the end of the day, you know, I always remember this quote, nobody will remember how busy you are, how many hours you work, but people, but people will remember how you made them feel the time you spent with them. So I just love that with listening to your people and spending right. the quality time with them. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think it's um, uh, developing that trust you know um, so important you know it's really one of the things that's interesting is how you really develop trust is not offering to help somebody but it's asking for help yeah that's where you really break through and and develop that trust because if I ask you to help me with something right. then you and I develop a deeper relationship Correct. and then the yep. next time uh, you'll ask me for help. Right. So, and that's uh, that being humble and humility, and that's part of being a servant leader. Right. Exactly. It comes full circle. Yeah. You know, so before we conclude, is there anything that you want to mention that we didn't cover? Yeah. You know, I just want to talk about a couple recent customer uh, experiences that I've been at. Uh, I was at the Barry 8 ribbon cutting a few weeks back, and, and then I was at a meeting with Intergy um, Opco presidents. And when I was at the Barry 8 ribbon cutting, it was, it was such an honor to hear how our customer really appreciated all the work that we've done to support them. You know, it was the first time in probably two decades that, that Alabama Power Southern Company has delivered a project on schedule, on budget, and exceeded performance. So to be able to to, to say that sure. uh, was really important and and their appreciation for our team just delivering on our promises and going above and beyond it really made me feel great to your point and and proud to be part of this team where everybody's going above and beyond to deliver and and same thing at Entergy you know I was with with uh, with them recently and the three OPCO presidents, we've delivered on three projects and we're building another one now, uh, OCAPS. 
and they're looking at a, no, a new build program, almost nine gigawatts of new opportunities. And so we're in talking to them about how they can plan for this. And the reason we're at the table talking to them is because our team has delivered for them. In both of these cases, we have delivered on the emotional favorite, yes. which means they trust us and they appreciate what we've done. So I just want to say thank you to our team for delivering on the promises and going above and beyond uh, every day to deliver for our customers. So thank you. Oh, I think that's a perfect way to wrap up this episode. I love that. Bill, thank you so much for taking time to spend with me uh, and being my guest on the Power Chats podcast. Um, it was great talking to you and getting to know you more. Um, and of course, as we focus on our people for yeah. National Employee Appreciation Day. Thank so, you. Christine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for spending time with us today on the Power Chats podcast. If there are things that you want to learn more about or ask about, please send us a comment on Viva Engage, formerly known as Yammer. Until next time.